You're listening to the Tools for the Modern Man podcast. If you're looking for the tools to deal with the challenges of this ever-changing modern world, you're in the right place. Now let's get it going. Welcome to the Tools for the Modern Man podcast. I'm your host, Pete Beskis, and I'm going to be diving in to some concepts that I've been working on, some things that I've been really focusing on lately, which is leadership and kind of the concept of, you know, reimagining leadership, what is leadership these days, who are good examples of leaders in the workplace, at home, you know, in your community. And I thought, like, where do you start? It's such a big topic. There's so many nuances to leadership, mentorship, you know, so I went back and kind of looked at people who influenced me, um, concepts that helped to build who I am to get me to where I am currently, you know, and, and the lessons that I've learned over my career, both in oil and gas at the state and in my coaching business. And really, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this and I want to talk about this at nauseum. So a lot of you guys are going to get turned off um, or turned on by this kind of topic. Um, I'm going to be talking about a lot about it over the next few weeks. Um, I'm going to interject with some things that I think are important for us to talk about that are top of mind, I think, for a lot of men out there, which is, you know, finding jobs, improving their career, improving their standards um, of living, improving their statuses. And I think that the solution that we all are looking for is in leadership. It's in building yourself from the ground up into the absolute best leader you can be regardless of where you are in your career or in your relationships or in your community and start to show up as a leader. That's the one skill no one teaches you in school. You don't learn leadership. Leadership is something that you develop along the way and only with great coaches, mentors, um, and examples can those of us stand a chance to actually evolve and become a leader. I've been fortunate, um, you know, early in my career, I had to pay my dues. I had to work the, I, I worked up through the ranks kind of the hard way. You know, I had, I didn't have connections. I didn't, I had my engineering degree and that was pretty much it. And, you know, I, I faced a lot of rejection early on in my career. Um, that put a big chip on my shoulder. And I noticed early on in my career and in the middle of my career, as I was moving into more, you know, senior positions and more leadership positions, I wasn't a very good leader compared to who I am now. And I looked at things early, early on in my career as results-driven and results-based because that's how you got rewarded. That's how I got rewarded. Um, if we met our metrics, if we met our targets, I'd get a big bonus. If I if my stock price went up, I would get great option prices um, so I could make a lot of money. But in the process, I developed and worked with some people and encouraged some people. And then in other areas, I don't think I was very good. I think I was... You know, I, I used a little bit of a bully mentality or a, my big personality against people, highly critical. Um, you know, I still love using my red pen, but in a much more empathetic way these days to highlight, you know, how we can improve things and not necessarily highlight the the negatives. And so I really, you know, it's one of those things that I look back and I regret not knowing the things that I know now to help me to motivate people back then in order to be successful, to feel empowered and to, and to want to work with me and, and want to be a part of my teams. Um, 
over the last you know, three to five years here, I've really developed those tools and I've really developed those skills. And in an environments that are traditionally um, not considered the most, you know, the best team environments, you know, working in the state, working in government agencies, um, I've been able to show up in a very positive way. I've been able to show up as an example of what's, you know, what leadership looks like at every phase, whether I'm working on a project or whether I'm leading a team or whether I'm leading a department, um, you know, speaking to individuals or speaking to, you know, big groups. And I think that when I look back and I think of all of the things that I've learned and I look at all the tools that I picked up, I want to share them with the audience. I want to share them with, with you all and kind of say like, here's, here's the formula that I use and here's how it's been successful. Um, so I'm going to break it down over the coming weeks into little segments and little phases, you know, one little idea at a time that hopefully layers out to be the big picture. And, you know, I could start with a definition, but really I think what it all boils down to is what are we focusing on? We're focusing on what is servant leadership? What is a reimagined leadership for today's environment for what's needed to be able to be a Gen Xer who is communicating with, you know, people who are from a different generation older than me, two generations younger, um, learning to connect with people, learning to understand what their motivations are, where they're coming from, um, tactical empathy, which is a thing I learned from Chris Voss in his book, um, regular empathy, just regular good old-fashioned listening skills. Um, also, strengths identifier. This is something I brought up last year um, when I had Dr. Lee Coles on the episode where we analyzed my strengths for my Clifton Strengths Assessment. But when you're working with people, when you're when you're in a group, when you're in a team, looking at people's strengths and leveraging those strengths and putting them in the position to win. And I oftentimes see a lot of similarities to a football coach. And a football coach being, um, you know, someone who can't execute the plays at a high, high skill level like his players can, and yet has to put each and every one of these individuals in a position to be successful doing their job. You know, if you look at some of the most famous football coaches, Bill Belichick comes to mind, you know, Tom Landry comes to mind, uh, Bill Walsh comes to mind, but when you look at it, what did they do? They, they used the strengths that they had and they identified the weaknesses that were on their teams, but they didn't remove them. They, they supported them and they found ways to basically win and overcome. And today I'm going to talk about one concept and one idea in particular. And I got this concept and I love the, I love the line from Mike Tomlin, who's the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach. And his saying, his catchy phrase is, the standard is the standard. And I think this is a fundamental for, you know, one of the fundamental building blocks in defining yourself as a leader and identifying what kind of leader you are. And that's, what is your standard? What do you accept as good? What do you accept as mediocre? What do you accept as poor? What is the standard? And is this standard going to get you to where you want to be. Think about that in a, you know, in a day-to-day -day environment. Maybe it's how you eat. What's the standard you're going to hold yourself to? Is it no standard? Great. 
what are the what are the consequences of no having no standards? Could it be in your career? And I think this is something that we see all the time. Like we're always living up to a standard, but typically we're in a career. If you're W two, you're living up to somebody else's standard, the standard they set for you. Is that your standard? Are you on board with that standard? Or maybe you're in a position where your standard's higher than that standard. When you're an entrepreneur, and I know I experienced this when we owned our our practice and when we had our own business, is I had to set the standard. And my expectations at that time were that other people were going to uphold the standard I had, but I wasn't the leader yet to be able to communicate that and to be able to really utilize those, those, those people in my employ to meet that standard. I didn't even know what the standard was. So it's really hard to set a standard. It's really hard to set expectations if you don't even know what you want to accomplish or what you want to do. And I think that's one of the fallacies you see in really bad leaders is they don't know what the standard is. They don't know what the expectation is for their staff. They don't know what the expectation is for their child, for their you know spouse, their relationship. And if they don't know what the expectation is, you're never going to meet it because it's always going to change. The goalposts are going to move on you. And that's why when we talk about the standard and the standard is the standard, it has to be defined. It has to have some metric to it. It has to be, this is clear, concise, and repeatable. And this is something I don't change on. If you don't know what the standard is, if you don't know what that metric is, how do you measure yourself against it? How do you even know if you're accomplishing what you want to accomplish? How do you even know if good is good enough? Because you haven't established it. Um, one of the errors I used to make and still make you know, these days, more cognizant of it though, is the idea that I move the goalposts. And my wife hates this about me, um, is that I'll do something or I'll, somebody will do something for me and then I'll push the goalpost a little farther because I want to squeeze a little bit more out of them, right? And if that's ever been done to you, that's extremely frustrating. Um, that's extremely frustrating, one, because you don't know, you're never, you're never getting positive feedback on the work that you do. You're always expected for a little bit more, a little bit more. I'm sure those of us who had parents that were strict were have heard this phrase, where is the other 5% in the score, right? Why not 100? Why 95%? And I think what that does is it instills this never enough mentality and it propagates that never enough. It's not good enough. I've got to do more. I've got to do more. On the surface, you might think to yourself, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with the idea of I got to do more? What's wrong with pushing myself a little farther. And the problem with that is nothing's ever good enough. And we like to push ourselves to that point, but then we also start to push everyone around us to that point. And a lot of these people didn't agree to that. So you're almost forcing them for that little extra. It's disastrous in a relationship and it's pretty terrible in a business and in a business setting. Because if you keep moving the goalposts on your team, or if you keep moving the goalpost on your employees, they're going to leave. They're not going to feel safe and validated in that environment. And therefore, you're changing the standard. 
if you're not going to stick to the standard, then what is the reason for them to, right? And so that kind of brings us back to the whole idea of the standard is the standard. Stick with it. Find something that works. You can always move it, but be thoughtful about it. Be communicative about it. Give people reasons why you're changing that standard. What's the goal it's going to achieve? Because a lot of these metrics, a lot of these targets that we're trying to hit, they're to achieve a bigger goal. So if you're changing something, we need to communicate that to the people who are as who are part of our team. That is probably going on to another episode is the idea of, you know, how important communication is. Um, but, you know, communication is going to be one of these underlying threads. It's kind of another foundational principle of quality and skills you really need to develop as a leader. And I'll, I'll dive into that in a future podcast. But today I really wanted to identify and have you think about where in your life are you setting the standard? Where in your life do you need to set a standard? Um, and do people around you know what that standard is? Do you know where it is? Are you holding yourself accountable for the same standard that you hold other people accountable to? These are all really good questions that you need to ask yourself when you're starting to build that leadership foundation. And it's it's brick by brick. You know, I don't think you can build a leader overnight. It took me 35, 30 plus years to figure all of this out. And I'm still learning and I'm still always looking for a better person to model myself after or to learn something from and, and add in to that tapestry of leadership. Um, but you've got to start somewhere. And I think self-discovery is what I would call your first phase. If you're serious about this, if you really want to kind of evolve past just being the doer and start being into the motivator or into the person who's going to lead groups, you know, a lot of us need to evolve if we want to progress in our careers, we want to progress in our life. We can't just stay back as the technician, as the expert in our field. We are going to have to start to motivate people and start to, you know, um, get people's buy-in, bring people on board. You might think that you don't have to do that and you're going to regress. You're going to stay stagnant. It's critical for us to evolve. And like I said before, these aren't skills that you just use in one place. These are things that you use everywhere. These show up for me day to day in my marriage. They show up day to day in my parenting. They show up day to day in my work. They show up day to day with my clients. Like as I push myself, as I grow, as I evolve, I'm now sharing that with the world around me and it feels great. And the opportunities pop up because of it. As I, you embrace that leadership ideal, as you start to set these standards, the people around you start to notice it. You start to take on a different pers uh, way people view you and the opportunities will show up. So I know this was kind of a first one. I'm fumbling a little bit because I'm trying to put out a lot of different ideas as it pertains to this whole concept of, you know, leadership reimagined or a new way of doing it. Um, and each week we'll have a different topic. I'm going to have some guests in. We're going to be talking about career development a little bit, how you're going to develop your career, how you're going to highlight yourself. You know, these are all um, different ways to express your value, your strengths, your, you know, what, what do you bring to the table? And that is a critical part of evolving yourself as a leader as well. So um, I hope you guys look, look forward to the next ones. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
Remember, if you want to dive in to more of these topics, I have a program that I'm rolling out right now called Leadership Reimagined. It really is for that person who's trying to evolve themselves to becoming a better leader. It's geared towards kind of, um, you know, business and, 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 and entrepreneurial endeavors, but this really will benefit you across the board. Um, there are three phases in my mind to any kind of growth development. There's phase one, which is the self-discovery part. I really think that that's important. That's what I'm going to be highlighting in a lot of these talks is the self-discovery, the little things you have to ask yourself, the, the staring at yourself in the mirror and, and really starting to hone in on, on the details. The second phase is always the tools. Once we kind of know who we are, once we kind of know what we want, now we're going to be looking to fill in those gaps. Where are my weaknesses? Where are my holes? How do I fill those in? That's phase two is always like, look for the tools. And that's kind of what I try to bring you with this podcast are some of those tools and some of those different insights. But then the third part, and this is something that, again, I don't think you, most people can do alone. I know I haven't done it alone, is the implementation of it. It's the trying it, seeing how it works in real life, you know, getting a pie in the face and then reiterating it over and over again and seeing how it works, see what works, see what didn't work. And so I think that's going to be very valuable for the listeners as well. So for those of you who are trying to implement, you know, I love feedback. Tell me how you're doing. Tell me if you are applying it in this stuff. Tell me if it resonates or if it doesn't. Um, I definitely want to hear from the audience, from those of you who are listen, listening out there, you know, how do you set your standard? First and foremost, how have you defined what you're going to live up to? Or are you always waiting for someone else to set the standard? That is a question you need to answer. Um, and I hope you take some time this week to think about that. We'll be back next week with another episode. I believe I'm going to be uh, lining out some some hot, hot thoughts on resumes and how you present yourself for, with value. And I'm going to have some awesome guests coming up as well. So stay tuned and thanks for listening in to another episode of Tools for the Modern Man podcast. Thank you for listening to the Tools for the Modern Man podcast. If you like what you heard today, drop me a review on iTunes or share it with a friend. And if you want to learn more about working with me, you can always look me up at www.petebeskis.com. Thanks and see you all next week.